Welcome to Break Free to Brilliance podcast, empowering women in business through thought-provoking interviews and insights. Embrace your authentic power, explore the impact of your story, and discover how writing your best-selling book can amplify your message, authority, and the three I's, impact, influence, and income. Let each episode guide you towards brilliance in minutes. This is your host, Seema Giri. Welcome to Brilliance Podcast. I'm so happy to be here with you with another amazing episode. And my name is Seema Giri, your host. Today, our very special guest is Pamela Plitt. And one of the things that I love about Pamela is that we have so much in common. Pamela Plitt's mission to empower women to confidently build wealth from the inside out providing the education strategies and tools to grow financial confidence, security, and freedom. Pamela is a certified financial planner, practitioner, certified money coach, and CEO founder of Pamela Plick Wealth Management. In addition to that, she is a speaker, show host, and best-selling author of Rise to Your Money Power a step-by-step guide for building the foundation for an empowered relationship with money. Her work has been highlighted in numerous media, including the Huffington Post, USA Today, and Forbes. Welcome, Pamela. I'm so happy to have you here with us today. Oh, thank you so much, Seema. I'm so glad to be with you. And, you know, I love the work that you do because I think it is so important for women to really learn how to be um, more independent in the financial area. I know still today, uh, although we've had a lot of education, we are so much more aware of than when I guess when our parents were growing up, our mothers. um, But I still see a lot of women leaving the financial aspects and the banking aspects and growing the money aspects to their husband, including me. Uh, so it's, you know, you can feel empowered in one area, but I love the approach of having women be empowered holistically. And, um, while I help women get empowered in the sense of, you know, owning their story, removing the limiting beliefs and knowing that they can be themselves in their own authentic way and have that power. Hour. The money, there'll be a dynamite to go. So thank you for being here today. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. Excited for this conversation. So tell me, Pamela, how did you get started in this in this work? Well, my story actually it started years ago, and it actually was propelled by my divorce. Um, at the time, you know, everything was planned, I, um, except the divorce. And um, my ex-husband and I uh, separated when my son was two, uh, two years old. And ultimately, you know, we did get divorced. And um, although I had a great entry level position in banking, uh, but I had not planned on being the sole breadwinner uh, and solely responsible for my son. And so it was a very scary, scary time. And I also found myself a little um, uh, resentful um, and and angry, you know, and um, what I 
I did um, is, you know, and I also thought that as I was building my career, you know, I my plan was to work hard, you know, which is what I did. But although I knew how to save, I was pretty good at saving, but I did not have a practical financial plan. I didn't know about building investments or wealth over time. And so I dived into learning uh, everything that I could about financial planning, building wealth, and also really taking a look at what I needed to shift. Because yes, I was promoted. Yes, I climbed the corporate ladder, but at the expense of less time with my son. And so after years of uh, burnout, I really had to step back and take a look at um, what I truly wanted out of life. What was my vision? Um, how could I uh, realize that vision? And I also had to get get past some of the limiting beliefs about was I really worthy of the financial freedom and the life that I deserved? Um, how could I learn forgiveness? And so I, I stepped into more education. I also stepped into getting the support that I needed. I realized that I needed to forgive not only my ex-husband, but myself for what I felt was failure in that situation and spending less time with my son. And so um, once I did that and got the clarity, you know, I knew that I wanted to own my own business and I wanted to support other women like myself who were going through the transition and not knowing how to step on the other side. And um, so I'm so grateful today that I have an awesome practice, a thriving, thriving practice that I love, working with the type of clients that I love, and not only with the financial freedom uh, that I desire, but also the freedom of time to be able to spend with my son, um, also doing things that you know I love to do, and being able to make an impact um, in the world um, as well. And so I'm just so grateful to that where I am today. Well, that's amazing journey, Pamela, and I'm so glad you took those steps that was was needed at the time to get to where you are today. One of the things you said that stood out that I would like to circle back to, because I think that our, our listeners understand better and relate to themselves, you said that you were resentful and you had anger. What was that towards? The anger was towards... Um, some of it was towards my my ex-husband, you know, being put in the situation because, like I said, everything was planned. Now I, I married married because I was in love, <laughs> and but everything was planned except the divorce. And 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 I think the majority, not the fact that we ultimately divorced, but the fact that I had to be solely responsible, mm -hmm. you know, um, you know, for my family. And I think that's where the anger came in and, um, you know, and, and like I said, I had to learn uh, how to practice forgiveness because when we hold that anger in it, it, you know, as you know, the inner it's energy and it, it stifles our, um, our creativity. And it also limits us from 
moving forward. So again, you know, I, I did, I, you know, did some work and practiced, um, ultimately forgave him and also forgave myself because I, what I perceived as a failure, you know, the marriage being a failure, but looking back, it wasn't, it was a catalyst to move me forward onto uh, the path that I'm on today. Right. Thank you for that. When we are going through these difficult times, there's a lot of anger that comes up. And I found that when the anger comes up, it's hard to understand where it's coming from and how to resolve it. But I found well, through myself and working with my clients is that once you can understand where that anger is coming from, once you can identify that, then you can work through it. You know what to do. And anger is, it's a natural, uh, it's a natural occurrence to happen when you're going through your, your difficult time. But the other thing you pointed out, Pamela, was that you can't stay in there for too long. You need to, you need to accept and, and feel that it's there for, for a little bit, but then you have to move on like you did with forgiveness. And the other thing I love what you said is forgiving yourself. Sometimes we don't realize that we need to forgive ourselves as well. That yeah, you know, it takes two to clap and for whatever reasons things didn't happen as planned, like you said, but it's okay, let's pick up and, and move from here. And that's when we feel like, you know, we, we've lost our power. But you were saying you in your experience, Pamela, you've seen some you found some other ways of surprising ways and unrealized ways of how women give away their money power. What what are they? Absolutely. Um, there's three common ways that I see that um, that women give away their, their money power. And the the first way is by having someone else manage their finances. Um, and I know you mentioned this earlier, you know, but, um, you know, honestly, we should not turn over blindly turn over the management of our finances to anyone, not saying that we shouldn't have a financial advisor or trusted advisor. Yes, we do need to have that, but you need to be a partner in that relationship because at the end of the day, it's your money. Um, and, um, I do see a lot of women who are, um, uh, married or in committed relationships where they do turn over the the management of the money to um, to a spouse. And, and it is common that one spouse usually takes care of the day-to-day -day finances, but really a, it, it should be a partnership as well. Periodically, you need to sit down and talk with them because either one of you should be able to step in in case of an emergency or something happens to the other spouse. And then the second um, way that we give away our money power, and I'm sure if all, for those of you who are moms can relate <laughs> by taking care of um, putting others needs ahead of our own. You know, as women, we're typically, um, historically, we are brought up to be the caregivers, right? We're the nurturers. Um, we are taught to take care of everyone else before ourselves. And, you know, it's not selfish to put yourself first. It's self-full because, you know, for those of us who 
live want to live or strive to live a purpose-filled life you know we need to keep our spiritual cup full right what's inside the cup is for us what spills over is for others for those that you know that depend on upon us or that um that we care about in our lives and with my clients you know i tell them um that you know the best thing that you can do is to be financially independent in your older years so that you don't end up being a burden to your children you know um and so and the third way which is the number one way that i see that we give away our, our money power is through procrastination mm. a lot of times if we don't know what to do we just don't do anything or we put off making those important financial decisions or even as business owners you know um not wanting to look at our financials making time to know where we are in our business you know so um the the good news is with procrastination it's easily overcome and the way that we overcome it is through financial education you know getting the education getting the support that you need so that you can make those informed decisions that's true and based on what you said pamela i guess the first thing would be courage is having the courage to look at those numbers and understand what they are co-creating with your partner making sure you know they can manage everything but you need like the back of your hand and um putting others first and, and procrastination i totally get that um, how you do one thing is how you do everything so when you're going through these challenges you need to see what uh, what other areas your life it's a foul you're being and um education certainly is a big part of that what do you see is the greatest challenge women struggle with when it comes to stepping into their money power yeah the the greatest challenge that i see is allowing our limiting beliefs and um, our emotions drive our decisions um you know like when i mentioned earlier you know um my, one of my limiting beliefs was that I had to work really, really hard in order to get get ahead. Mm -hmm. um, another limiting belief was maybe I wasn't worthy of the the life that I desired. Um, and so, thinking about what are those limiting beliefs, and and you know, commonly I hear from, especially from women entrepreneurs, thinking about you know, some of them are saying, "Well, I'm not good with money." You know, and that's that is a limiting belief because, like I said, you know, that's easily overcome. You know, by educating yourself and getting the right support, or you know, I'm not able to make money doing what I love. So those beliefs hold us back from taking the inspired action, taking bold actions to create uh, the dream. You know, the dreams that we want to create. Pamela, when you say that, what comes to my mind is practice. You know, every day, take look at those numbers, get with it, you know, accept where you are, and then start taking the baby steps. Baby steps count. 
Absolutely. Absolutely. And one other thing, you know, that I um, also tell women to do is, you know, make a commitment to read at least one piece of financial information every day. You know, that, and that's an easy way um, to um, get the knowledge that you need, um, making sure that you get support. You know, there's communities, you know, I actually have a community as well, you know, where you can be, be in a group of like-minded uh, women who are on a similar path, you know, and getting that support, you know, that you need along the way. It blows my mind, Pamela, when I hear women say, and, you know, I'm guilty of that too. I, I put, get into that flow every now and then. But when it, especially when it comes to money, expect it to, we expect ourselves to know everything about it and be perfect at it. When we are, those of us who have children or those who have clients that we're working with, we're so compassionate with them and we tell them the words come out of our mouth that, you know, you, you can't expect to be perfect of something you've never done before. You start at step one and you build that muscle, like you said, on a daily basis. But when it comes to ourselves, we expect us to be experts and then don't look at it because we're, we're not that. So I think the other thing that I say is that compassion towards yourself as you are building this muscle is very important too. Absolutely. You know, we, we, we need to extend the same passion or compassion that we would give to a friend. You know, if we're having a conversation and the friend is telling you the, these things, you're going to be compassionate with your friend. Extend that same compassion to yourself, you know, because um, it's not going to be perfect. And remember, life is a journey, right? It's not a destination. So, you know, you and, and I think the other thing, too, is to build the, that your resilience muscle because things happen, right? Mm -hmm. Unexpected things happen in life, you know, divorce, whatever, you know, um, whatever ups and downs happen. But your ability to bounce back and how fast you're able to bounce back will actually determine your success and well you don't have to do it alone right that's the other thing you don't have to do it alone you can hire experts like you join communities like yours to build that know that you're not alone i get the same thing about book writing people say i can't write because i've never done it before well that's true but if you start writing if you're a business owner we have to write copies for our business we have to write speeches we get support in those things but that's how you build the muscle you're writing different things every single day and you're building that muscle and then you have support of editors and and coaches and so you're not doing it alone and you're saving so much time by working with someone and they know your blind spots many people think yes i can do myself to yourself to a great extent but you'll never know what your blind spots are unless you have that expert looking at it with you yeah working with you absolutely and the other thing i want to mention about that about writing the book um you know uh i i never thought of myself as an author years ago you know but i knew i had a message 
I had a message inside me that I wanted to get out. And I made the decision that, you know, finally that, yes, I wanted to write a book. Um, and, you know, after co-authoring four books, you know, um, so four books later, then I finally wrote my own book. Um, and, you know, what we, what aspiring authors don't realize too, is that we already have the content, right? If we've been um, writing blogs or, um, you know, uh, doing workshops or whatever it might be, our programs, uh, you have so much content, but getting, um, but it wasn't until I got support, you know, that I realized that, oh, this is not as hard as I thought it was gonna be. And I was able to get my book done and I'm excited that it was a, an Amazon bestseller. Didn't expect that, but I'm, I'm happy about that as well. And I got the most important thing is that I got the message out, you know, out of me and into the world. That's, yes, thank you for sharing that. That's the most important thing is to get your message out. And you just co-authored a chapter in, in four books built that confidence and wrote your own book. And that's the perfect way to get started. So Pamela, tell me, how does our personal relationship with money impact our success? Uh, yes, you know, I truly believe that our personal relationship with money directly impacts how successful we are, not only in our personal lives, but also in, in our businesses. And um, you know, what I mean by that is if we don't have a good relationship with money, then it's going to steal our eagerness to take those bold actions and not just random actions, but inspired actions um, that are going to lead us to, um, you know, where we want to be. Um, it also can create a sense of overwhelm or trigger self-doubt you know, and whether, you know, our vision is truly possible or not. And um, it also causes us not to express our unique, fully express our unique gifts. Because, you know, what I know is when we can take the fear out of building financial freedom, then that frees us up to bring our unique gifts into the world in ways that have the greatest impact. How can you tell Pamela what is your relationship with money? I mean, I think the first thing that comes up is like oh, the overall fear. But is there a way to get to the root cause of that fear? There, there is. Um, now, I actually have a money type quiz that's on my website, and you know, it's an easy way to really identify what your what your current relationship is with money. Um, <laughs> And from there, you can identify um, what's showing up for you. Because what we don't realize is that our, our um, beliefs about money are imprinted upon us as children. Mm -hmm. If we think about how was money talked about in our household? Was it even talked about? Um, was there a feeling of prosperity or a feeling of lack? And what were some of the things that you heard about money you know i some common um things that that come up you know um and it's interesting money is the root of all evil which is a misquote from the bible it's the love of money but you know that's that's a, a common 
um, uh, limiting, limiting belief. Um, and um, so thinking about whether it's in your household, the, the, the caregivers that you grew up with, whether it's um, society or, you know, your friends, or even um, sometimes it's cultural beliefs. And uh, it also can be uh, religious beliefs. So thinking about, you know, what were those beliefs that um, were instilled upon you and how are they showing up in your life today in ways that no longer serve you? Okay, so understanding what your current relationship with with money is and then it's also knowing that you know money beliefs are generational uh there you can stop that right now you know you can change your money story you don't have to live some continue to live someone else's money story um and that's you know it takes some work you know but you can shift that I'm so happy you said that, that it is generational and it is an imprint from our parents and generational and that the the fear that we may be having about the money is not even your own. Mm -hmm. So that's a great way of looking at it from your family as well. I know as yeah. an immigrant, um, we had to work really hard. So what's been imprinted in me is that you have to work really hard and you have to struggle to earn money, which at that time it was true, not so much anymore and I don't even know to what effect it was true at that time but but it's 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 hard it's been hard for me to release that that it's not mine um, I'm work, but it's a continuous work so it is possible and it's not hard for everyone I want to put it out there it's been difficult for me but it doesn't need to be for everyone else so go with that mindset that what is your own what is your own money belief what has been passed down to you from your family and and let go you can create Pamela what I'm hearing from you is that you can create your own money story today absolutely absolutely and I also want to share you know one of the exercises that I take my clients through um, in my program is uh, a money bio so we first thing we do is we talk about what was your first memory of money was it a positive memory or was it a memory that you perceived was negative uh and then we go you know age by age and identifying what those beliefs were um or are and where you know where they originated from and i also want to mention that there are three aspects of money are three pillars of money that we need to address in order to uh, create an empowered relationship with money. And that is our spiritual, our emotional, as well as the practical side. And the practical side or aspect is when we take action. You know, that's taking action. And we all know that we need to look at our financials. You know, we all know that we need to create a uh, a budget or pay down debt or whatever it might be but if you know what you need to do on the practical side and you're not doing it then there's something that needs to be healed in the other two areas mm -hmm. and so you know in order to have that thriving empowered relationship we need to address all three 
That is so interesting. Your program sounds really great, Pamela. And I think that this is the first time, not the first time, well, you're one of the second people that I've heard talk about the three pillars, the spiritual, the practical, I'm sorry, what was the third? The, the spiritual, the emotional, and the practical. Yeah. Wow, that's amazing. You could be stuck in one of those three if you're not really aware of what's going on. Hmm, interesting. So, Pamela, what is the number one way to begin immediately to own your money power and move more and abundantly? Sure. The number one way is to create the new money story. You know, so kick that old money story to the curb, make a decision, set an intention that I am going to create a new money story from this day forward. And um, there's a couple of ways to do that, a couple of steps um, to doing that. The first thing is to create your vision. You know, um, I, you know, create that big grand vision, write it out. You know, I'm a big fan of reviewing it. I have my vision that's, it's on my computer and I read it every day. And not just related to money, but in all aspects of your life, whether, you know, it's your business or career, spiritual, uh, personal, you know, what do you want your life to look like? And then the next step is to understand, again, understand those limiting beliefs that are holding you back, you know, because if you have a big vision to have, you know, a thriving business with a certain type of clients, a certain type of income, and you have the belief in the back of your head, I don't know if I can make money doing what I truly love. We need to, um, you know, shift, shift those beliefs. And then um, the next step is to empower yourself with financial education and support. You know, like I said earlier, you know, joining a community, you know, a supportive community, reading financial, a piece of financial um, information every day, um, just attending workshops, you know, just getting that education that you need. And then lastly, to take inspired action. And inspired action comes from really knowing, um, understanding what your, um, your vision, right, and, and your values, what's really important to you, and out of that, you're, you take the inspired action to create your goals and take and the action steps that are going to propel you towards your vision. Great advice. You can to change your money story and own your power. Really step into it by changing your money story, getting education, and taking action. If you don't take action, nothing is going to change. Nothing is going to move. So don't be one of those people that just stay education from all aspects and all aspects of, of what you're trying to do. Nothing is going to change unless you take that action. And get accountability partner. You know, work with a coach, with a mentor that you resonate with to really help you bring that change. Pamela, when I started working with coaches in different areas, I propelled faster. My life changed a lot faster because on the days that I didn't want to do anything, I had that support and accountability with, with my coaches to get things done. And I think that I would not be where I am today. So it's right. very important. How can people get in touch with you? 
Uh, the best way uh, to get in touch with me, I'm on all of the social media platforms, so uh, I'd love to connect with you there. Um, but if you go to PamelaPlick.com uh, forward slash thank you, uh, you know, I have some resources, um, uh, free resources to help you move forward on your path towards creating the financial freedom uh, that you desire and uh, the life that you deserve. And, um, and uh, there's also, if you'd like an opportunity to talk with me one-on-one, uh, there's a link to my schedule there as well. And you can get all of those links in the show notes that we will put. Pamela, is there any one last word of advice you'd like to give? I want to I, I want to close with with this quote and it's a quote that I absolutely love it's a quote uh, from the Dalai Lama he said this a while ago he said the Western woman will save the world and I truly truly believe that and it may not just be the Western woman but women will save save the world um, and but in order for us to do that you know we need to make sure that we are it, getting rid of those or shifting those limiting beliefs so that we can bring our gifts into the world in a bigger, bolder way. I truly believe that too, Pamela, because the women are the central pillars of the family where everything is the whole family dynamics is around. And what you believe is what you're going to pass on. People, children don't just listen to what you're saying but they also see what you do so when you make that change in yourself you're changing the lives of all those around you just by taking those actions and people watch what you're doing they see where you've been and where you're going and i also believe that you by you taking these actions and stepping into your power you are releasing the generational hold and the generational imprint that you've had. And I believe, Pamela, I've seen that our generation has been one of the catalysts of starting this whole generational release of limiting thoughts and beliefs that have been passed down. Absolutely. I totally agree. I, I feel that this is the best time in history to be a woman because the impact that we're making and the legacy that we can leave, you know, to our uh, future generations. Yeah. So our listeners, if you're listening to this, I hope key takeaways, do let us know in the comments of what you, what you resonated with and what was one key takeaway that you had that you're going to take action on. This is a great time to start. I hope this really empowered you to start thinking about what are the changes that you need to make and into your power. And I also am talking to those who are already on a great path to money. See how you can step into even more into your power and really help the, your community around you make those changes as well. Thank you so much for joining us today, Pamela. Have you here? Oh, thank you. And to our listeners, Thank you so much, and I will see you on the next episode. Thank you for tuning in to this episode of the Break Free to Brilliance podcast. 
and I hope you had some key takeaways that you can implement right away. Be sure to subscribe to Break Free to Brilliance wherever you listen to podcasts. You can also follow along with us on social media using the links in the show notes below. We'll see you again for the next episode.